Welcome to the Joyful Doctor podcast. My name is Dr. Caroline Walker and I'm a psychiatrist and a specialist in doctor's well-being. Uh, These next few podcasts are going to be a special series of podcasts in response to the COVID-19 pandemic, looking at lots of different ways that we can support ourselves as doctors um, out there struggling through this, um, these challenging times. So please, if you find these um, podcasts helpful, please do spread them far and wide uh, to your doctor colleagues and to other healthcare professionals, or in fact, anyone you think might be helped by them. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the latest episode of the Joyful Doctor podcast. I'm really excited today to have back with me Dr. Katia Miles, who has been on the podcast before and we just had so much to say that I couldn't wait to get her back on. And and I'm delighted to say that in that time, she's also joined our team here at Joyful Doctor as our head of Joyful Doctor training. So Katia, welcome. Welcome back to the podcast. Hi there. Thanks so much for having me. It's just a real treat as ever to have a chance to have a bit of a chat, really. Yeah. No, I just was thinking back to our last one and I remember afterwards we were like, oh, we could have said so much more. And and I know yeah. that today we really wanted to think a bit about um, those of us that, you know, during uh, COVID are working from home and some of the stresses yeah. that that brings. So, but let's yeah. start with how we always do. Uh, we're just having a little think briefly because this may have changed for you since we last spoke. What does it mean to you to be a joyful yeah it's a great question that and I've been thinking about it again just yeah before before uh coming on again to have this chat um and the funny thing is I think it does shift the kind of answer shifts around as you grow and develop as a person um so I think for me sort of what it means to be a joyful doctor is really about being honest and authentic uh in your work and your life I think um now is a really difficult time obviously for so many reasons um but I'm really loving being able to be uh when I'm at work uh in my venture as the working world doctor and also working as head of training with you it's just really about being able to say yeah I'm a doctor I'm a uh I'm a have had my struggles I've found it really difficult but at times but actually being able to discuss that reducing stigma has been really really great um and I think that's made me feel a lot more joyful um which is ironic because in contrast you might think at a time like this it's it's less joyful but I think it really just feels like now's the time for me to speak about what I've been through with anxiety and burnout and help others especially doctors but not only doctors at this really difficult time um and I think that's important because one thing I struggled with when I was not so joyful uh was not feeling able to be authentic and not feeling able to be honest really and that in itself I think prolonged my uh, sort of anxiety and led to some burnout in itself so uh mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and I know just speaking to people and 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 hearing 
lots of people's stories as you do in, in the work I do at the Working World Doctor and with the head of training. There's lots of people out there feeling this way and I just really feel that mm-hmm. now is the time to try and have these conversations, try and be honest, try and yeah, do what I can to reduce stigma by having uh, an honest conversation really um, because I definitely found that was a big barrier for me and there weren't people out there that I could find who were having these conversations and so I felt very alone and stigmatized and ashamed of the fact I was anxious and burnt mm-hmm. out and all those things uh, so I can yeah I just completely relate actually um, I remember you know, years and years ago, I just used to live, it was almost like two separate lives, you know, there was a version of me at home and a version of me at work. Yeah. It wasn't something I was doing consciously, but I just, I think I felt like there were these rules about how you had to be as a doctor, you know, how you had to sort of present yourself and, and that you could only be a certain way, a certain present as being well and, and um, on top of your game and, and knowing what you're doing and all that sort of stuff. And what I've since learned, and certainly for me, is a big part of being a joyful doctor is actually you can just be you. I can just be me at home and at work. It's the same thing. And actually, I can be struggling and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I really think that's important. And it's important for, for doctors and non-doctors, for all of us, really, just to know that the way we feel goes up and down and that's normal. In fact, if you step back and think, I would always feel perfectly the same. That would be really not a normal human experience. Um, and then kind of to flex with that and try, you know, just try where you can to adapt and work around it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and being honest with people around you about that is a really big part of it. Because if you can't exactly that whole notion that you're putting on a mask when you go to work is really difficult to maintain. I mean, there's obviously there are elements of professionalism where you don't go to your you know in lots of jobs not just medicine where somebody doesn't come to you for advice and you just go well forget that let me tell you about me and all you do is talk about yourself so there obviously are professional attributes that you still obviously adhere to but that doesn't mean you can't be authentic at the appropriate time and that's I think that's important for for everybody listening not just definitely not just doctors and the other thing you think about is it's an attribute that happens with people with caring responsibilities and that might be doctors healthcare providers you know firefighters parents people with other elder dependents we're all got lots of different roles and often there's caring roles as part of those and especially at the time of the pandemic there's lots of people we care for our communities our neighbors our elders caring about the wider world about you know lots of things the environment there's so many things that we care about and that's important but it is really important also to take time alongside that to care for ourselves and to be yeah, just to just have honest conversations, really. And I think that can really help others when they, they hear that. Or, or it definitely helped me. Uh, yeah, uh, I was I just, just thinking about how we were setting up this podcast today, actually, and how, you know, we want to get the sound quality decent, right, for the people listening as best as we can, working from home and with the tech that we've got. But, um, but you know, the, the hassle we have in sort of, and I, I, just, I hate to you mind me sharing, you're, you're sitting in your car right now as we record this, because this is kind of the, the place where, you know, least interruptions, best reception, etc. And yeah, I was just thinking, you know, that's the reality, isn't it, of this? It's not like we're here presenting this, hey, we've got it all together, we've got these perfect lives. No, actually, we're all juggling and we're all, um, you know, just doing the best we can, aren't we? 
Absolutely, yeah. I'm quite enjoying sitting in the car because the, uh, I've got the best reception, like you said. So hopefully that means I can concentrate more on what we're saying and less on how many bars are on my mobile phone. Um, and isn't that yeah. typical of what's how we're all working at the moment? And I know today yes. we wanted to think about that, that yeah. many of us are working from home, working in different ways, using different uh, technology, different ways of communicating, different styles of working and um, and it's just how, how challenging that has been for many of us and, and I, I know you've been working from home, I've been working from home and, I, and it's sort of trying to acknowledge actually that that is just a huge huge big big shift big change and the stresses that that brings with it um and i think we there's there's good things obviously um as well um you know there's some sorry <laughs> i'm finding it really different so this is absolutely a perfect example isn't it that you're just being distracted by something going on just outside of your car um as we're <laughs> here trying to talk and um and i'm so sorry for people listening but this is a perfect example you know you're you're trying to work you're trying to concentrate you're trying to do something and actually life kind of just comes along doesn't it and says you know um sorry we're just going to make this a little bit challenging for you i know but it is a really good example in fact i've just written an article about working from home and there's a whole chapter or section on it on interruptions and um yeah it's yeah it's crazy so uh, in the article i write about for my home working uh, you have this lovely notion don't you that you'll have this homework and you have it all be beautiful and the reality is it is beautiful but it's usually like in the kitchen because there's no other space and you know there's the microwave pinging and actually in the in the article i'm i literally ironically i was writing the chapter or the section uh, on interruptions and as i was writing it the microwave and the blender was going and i'm just like oh, i actually oh, have to stop writing the other day the interruptions <laughs> Yeah, the other day I was on a call with somebody and my cat was hocking up a furball in the background. <laughs> it's like, well, it's lovely you've got a cat, you know. People get to understand that you're an animal lover too. So I think that's a really, really good example, absolutely. And, you know, there are interruptions you get when you're living with others. And the interruptions, and even when you're not living with others, you can get interruptions from work. You know, people perceive that you're always available, might call you at any time, and you have to sort of learn and we're all learning how to sort of set back politely sort of set boundaries uh that's one thing i've talked about in this article as well so boundaries are a really a quite a big topic actually and i've thought more about them i think one thing i struggled with when i wasn't so well actually was poor boundaries and i'm learning more and more about the different types of boundaries i think i used to think boundaries were like a horrible spiky barbed wire fence and it was a really awful thing to have a boundary and it was really unfriendly uh and then obviously, if you are a doctor in clinical practice or another healthcare provider, there's like a, you need to sort of have boundaries in regards to time you spend per patient. So the next patient isn't kept waiting too long and maybe emotional boundaries. So trying not to take all the patient's uh, emotional issues home with you or ironically just from your workspace to your home space, which now often is the same space. Um, well, I uh, and that about that actually, that at work, our boundaries are often in place for us, aren't they? So yes, exactly. we might have a, an office space or where we're seeing our patients and there's a door and you yeah. have to call the patient in to see you. And so there's yeah. a time, a physical boundary and a time boundary between, whereas now all we're doing, having to do sometimes is literally just click a button and then I click know. another button and we're on to another call or another topic. Yeah, that's quite interesting actually. So I've thought quite a bit about that and I, I'm, and it's come up quite a lot when I've been talking to people about working from home. So I've put, I put a few thoughts and a bit of research into this. So yeah, so I've put some tips in this article about 
boundaries and how to set them. And I think you're absolutely right. What seems like a really great convenience factor when you work from home can, and it is convenient, you know, clicking a button rather than, you know, commuting for two hours. But the flip side is that you, you, it can really easily lead to blurring of boundaries, which can mean you never feel off work. Mm. Um, so things like we've talked before about the third space, you know, so the commute had hidden benefits where you had this, it was a transitional space that was neither home nor work. And on your commute, you could uh, get prepared for work. And on the way back, you could sort of unwind ready for home. And we don't have that now because you, know, you have a click of a button instead, as you said. So things I've tried and thought things I've mentioned in the article include changing into work clothes and then back into home clothes rather than that temptation to work in your pajamas which mm-hmm. can feel like you're being kind to yourself but actually it might be or in the half, the off- half work clothes half pajamas yes that can be seen on screen yes exactly <laughs> and it, which is almost even worse isn't it because you're then in both so you're literally physically yeah. in your clothing representing your the boundary blurring absolutely so people do that i mean we've all done it haven't we the posh top for your zoom call with tracky bottoms underneath um but one thing i've suggested is that in this article and i've tried to do it myself and it has helped me a bit is just to put on work clothes for work activities and then take them off again even if all your work is at home mm-hmm. or even things like walking around the block between your work time and your home time well one of our um other trainers actually susie b mentioned on one of our recent webinars an idea of like having a lanyard or something like that where which you would normally have when you're working so yeah anchors you into your work mode you know how many of us have a bleep or a separate phone or an id badge or something that just physically represents that kind of that shift as you say from one role yeah and you know I have that but it isn't a lanyard it's shoes and I just looked at my feet as you're saying that I was like oh I'm doing my podcast go put my work shoes on uh, so I put I put them on for work from home and I obviously put them on when I work outside of home and oh, then when brilliant. I finish work just change the shoes um so it's a little it bit like really a lanyard interesting because I um I think this ties in with what we started off saying about how important it is to be yourself and be authentic at work because I've been working from home for quite a while now so a lot of my patients and clients if I do see them in the flesh before COVID I would see them at my home I have an office and they they come and see me and and quite often I would wear my slippers or I'd wear bare feet or I'd wear me it was kind of an important part of um of allowing myself to be all of who I was in each of my settings. Ah, but that's I interesting. Wondering whether there's, it's a grey area, isn't it? And it's like, how do you choose for you what that balance between, you know, being all of who you are, so bringing your whole self to work and allowing yourself to be a human and yeah. also then having these little boundaries that are like, well, no, this is work me and this is home me. Yeah, it's interesting. And I think we all have different ways of doing it. But that's interesting because I do, I wouldn't wear slippers to work, but I do at my desk at home have like a really little uh, notice board by the computer with all these fancy things on. Now, my clinical practice, I would never have that because that was maybe too garish, too colourful, too, you know, might not be relevant for this consultation with this patient. Um, yeah. uh, and my mother and whereas you know when it's a home environment you're like well nobody can see this this notice board because it sits behind the computer screen and so it's, it's a it's a way for me to do the same as your slippers so there's a way it's for me like to actually I being... can bring some of that into my work life my can yes. bring my color my yes. my life my creativity my i think it's a creativity actually the big thing for me and doctors and healthcare professionals yeah. that we often uh, shut down those sides of ourselves 
you know and you know you see it and it's all people will remark on it if there's somebody you work with who always wears like really bright like shirts yep. or, yes, or really amazing colorful shoes or something and there's that they're, they're famous for it because it's unusual because most of us don't allow ourselves to do that and i wonder if there is a way we could we could bring that back in while still maintaining as you say the healthy boundary around this is work me and this is home me but yeah. but allowing a bit more blending yeah it's interesting so i think it's interesting just to have this conversation about the importance of being authentic and then also having boundaries in it. I think it maybe is a personal choice. So for me, yeah. the clothes and the shoes are really important. So I'm saying I'm at work now and then it and then allows me to feel off work when I put my you know, black and non-work clothes on at home. Mm. But then when I'm at work, I have my, i.e. at work at my homework station, I have the computer and then behind the computer, I've got this notice board, which is my self you know yeah. that i bring yeah. into the workplace so that's interesting and you did it with your footwear yeah, with my footwear. A, yeah yeah I mean, not I think really sometimes cool. i'd wear normal but i tend to yeah yeah i i wonder um oh no my head's just no it's gone i had an idea there and it slipped oh well yeah. there you go. these things happen <laughs> exactly and another example of just that's all right right we don't have to be uh perfect and on form all the time at work no, absolutely and then none of us are and i think if you try to be that way then it's it's a hiding to nothing really um i think expectations being really high doctors being perfectionist i usually talk about this in my webinars actually and i've popped it there's a little bit in this article as well about working from home is that perfectionism in itself is a real snag um for yeah. for for people but medics do yeah. there is some evidence they maybe more perfectionist than others and it's you know encouraged in I'm exams definitely, it's definitely that type and i know yeah, that so like much. if i'd done this podcast like 10 20 years ago i would have been all over the recording of this and i'd have been like oh we've got to cut this bit out and cut that bit out and do this and do that and that did oh i didn't say that well and oh i wish i'd said that at that point and oh i shouldn't have interrupted and blah, blah, blah. you know whereas that now i've learned actually good enough is good enough and it's yeah. really important to model that we as doctors model that for other doctors and healthcare professionals definitely that it's okay not to be perfect and so i leave in all that stuff now right because mm. i really want people if you're listening to this it's okay it's yes. okay to just do it to just be you just get a bit wrong to just and it's so much easier so yeah much easier way to live you know? and it's tricky actually i mean and working from home is another example of when it can be a problem to try and have these really high expectations you know it depends on your relationship with your manager of course but there can be this notion that you're at home and you've got all the time in the world and that yeah. you're gonna you know achieve all these things because you don't have a commute and you don't have this and that and it's quite important i think to set expectations for yourself and your team yeah. uh, and obviously that does rely on your relationship and the workload and all that there are factors that have to be incorporated but in general trying to do that for yourself and, and communicate it to your team is yeah. important something really important. early on in covid in the lockdown was that i read somewhere somebody had shared we're not working from home we are at home during a global pandemic trying to um you know raise our children look after our household live in lockdown live our lives and trying to do some work at the same time yes i think that's important actually this notion that working from home is not the same as working from work no. you know so and trying to have that conversation i think in some ways the silver lining of the pandemic is there's so much more of us working from home it's more of a common experience so exactly that instead of saying i expect you to work from nine to five without interruption 
and the reality is that can't be possible but as long yeah. as you've got a prod you've got a greed goal and that goal is achieved and if that means you get interrupted at one point but you do the work later or at the weekend as long as it fits within that you know the deadlines or time scales i think that's a really important but also i think it's important that those agreed goals and are amended so that they're realistic yes so that they're not absolutely oh, going to achieve exactly the same as we did i mean in some funny ways you might achieve a bit more um yes. but the point i think generally i think we need to lower those expectations a bit of what we can mm. achieve when we've got all this other stuff going on yeah mm. and some things um that i've seen when i did the research to this site yeah small things like instead of, have a to-do list farm you'll have that and deadlines or whatever but also having a a, a list to celebrate progress and it can sound a bit trite um but, uh, you don't have to share it with anybody but yourself but you know when you've done stuff just go i've done it you know and structure i think can be difficult when you're working from home because it can feel very blurred there's no obvious official lunch time and you know, you know breaks and meetings aren't there to sort of get you out of your seat so yeah. getting out of your chair going for taking some exercise at some point if you can during the day whether it's on a, a lunch break or whatever and then having a structure to your day which you obviously you're the one deciding it maybe more so than in other yeah. uh, out of home work places um but you, having a structure kind of sticking to yeah. it again where possible those things i think really help you get a sense of progress and sense of achievement yeah. and help you plan so you're more realistic um you, these tips are so amazing and you've mentioned that you've been doing some work on this and that you've got i know you've got a fabulous website where can people find out more about this sort of stuff from you where can they and i know you've developed a lot of free resources that people can access as well around this if they are struggling and where can people yeah. find you they want to hear yeah so i've got um I've got uh, in my venture as the Working Well Doctor, uh, I've, uh, you can go to workingwelldoctor.com and I've got a toolkit uh, called the Working Well From Home Toolkit where lots of these ideas are sort of put together. Okay. Um, so feel free to go there. There's also on that website links to these articles which have been published. I've done another one on permission and there's some podcast links and so forth. Um, so yeah please feel free um, to go there this is um, you are so i'm always so i love it when we do our podcast but i'm always left feeling and i know i'm gonna i'm gonna feel like it again today that i really want to bring you on again and to explore some more of these ideas so please please do come back and yeah um, just yeah keep exploring these things for people because i know that this could be helping a lot of people if you had to just give like one tip today to people out there at the doctors healthcare professionals out there at the moment one thing that you you know is your your top tip right now what would you say it's interesting i was thinking about this i think that we've talked about it before but i do think it's the most important is permission and a reason i say that is that you can know all this stuff that we've talked about and lots of people listening are very capable doctors and if you're not a doctor it doesn't you know there's lots of people who understand how to get resources how to learn but if you don't give yourself permission you won't be able to apply any of them so permission is really the key to unlock a big shift it, i feel to to actually go and look at the stuff it's permission to give yourself time to to yeah. about your well-being it's permission to then do make those changes yeah so maybe not working like today i'm not working back to back appointment to appointment i've given myself permission to have a five or ten minute break between each one you know that yeah. and i've had to learn how to do that that's not come naturally to me and um, so yeah. yeah permission it's certainly it's the first chapter of my book yay! Um, yay! i'm just writing my book for those of you listening at the moment so really excited about that i'm very nervous um uh but yeah so permission i yeah for me it, it often does come back to that um mm. so lovely and how can people get hold of you katia if they if they want to, to get hold of you they want to hear more from you see what you're doing or yeah so i'm um 
Yeah, so it's my website, theworkingworlddoctor.com, or the website is workingworlddoctor.com with, without the the. Um, then I'm also on social media, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Um, As you Working can, Well Doctor. Yeah, so there's various versions, but it's, yeah, it's, yeah, uh, it's working. Yeah, we find you. Yeah, yeah. So, we'll put all and, the links in the show notes for anybody who wants to. Yeah, that would be great. And then my email, my work email is theworkingwellexperience at gmail.com. Woo! Wonderful. Thank <laughs> you so, so much for coming on again today, Katia, from your car, from your beautiful car. I've been really enjoying <laughs> the view out of your sunroof, actually. There's yeah, the clouds not... just rolling by in the blue sky. So thank you um, for that treat today for me. Um, and it's always a treat to talk to you and to hear from you and discuss these things. And, um, and let's do it again. Please come on again sometime. <laughs> yeah that'd be lovely i look forward to it it's always good to have a good old a good old chat so yeah thank bye you so much now. it's been great fun bye for now bye for now take care thank you so much for listening to this episode of the joyful doctor podcast um one of our special editions about uh, the covid pandemic and how we can support ourselves as doctors through this um, challenging time please if this podcast has helped you at all or you think it might help others please do share it um, far and wide. We want to try and reach and help as many doctors as we possibly can to get through um, this time together. We are going to get through this together. Thank you for listening. Bye for now.